Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast. I'm your host, Johan Graf, and today I am joined by Lachlan Teely and Kelly Kunap. How are you guys doing? Hello. Good morning. I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, yeah. What have you guys been been up to? Uh, Kelly, I think you haven't been on last week. Anything exciting? No. <laughs> that's been happening um, in your life? Other than, no, there is nothing going on in my life besides like research papers. So I mean, that can be really exciting. <laughs> it's not. It's, it really isn't. Yeah, it <laughs> probably isn't. I would agree. <laughs> Most of the time, we're like it's the it's the fourth month in this year, and I'm writing my third research paper, and I have two more to go. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I'm about to lose it. <laughs> Still not done. That is why wow, that is quite a lot. But yeah, you are uh, about to uh, finish uni uh, fairly soon as well, right? Getting your bachelor's soon 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 i'm a bit further off than you are uh with that mm-hmm. but, uh, you'll get there you're gonna cry you're gonna hate it uh, uh but. i'm sure of it that it will be that way well for sure but uh <laughs> yeah no as, as i mentioned last week i was kind of thinking maybe i got covid and uh yeah no i, I did have it and i still kind of have it uh this thing it just has attached itself onto me and it's not letting go and actually it got really a lot worse after our last recording i was like not able to speak at all so i feel everyone who had it and uh, isn't like in in a in a good enough like condition to um kind of shake it off even it it was still like probably the worst (laughs) god damn it kelly (laughs) you know it was probably the the worst cold i ever had in that sense like it, it is really that bad and it's not to be messed with um for sure and uh yeah no i am recovering i'm waiting on that vaccine i'll take it any day as soon as i i can get it but I was at the post office yesterday, yeah. and there was this random guy. Why? I had to, I had to send the parcel. Oh, okay. So I went to the post office. <laughs> Sorry. Just random. Why else would I go there? Hangout at the postal office, just meeting <laughs> yeah, my friends. Yeah, I was, I was saying that I, I forgot the post office exists, and I was like, why are people still going to the post office? I walked into the post office, and they have like a ticketing system, so I had to mm-hmm. like walk in a tiny bit. And I got there, I took my ticket, and I and I like look up, and there was a guy just without a mask, without nothing. And he wasn't like trying to hide it or anything, but I freaking panicked. <laughs> like to see someone's face after a year, <laughs> just randomly like that at a shop. Just PTSD when you see someone's face. Oh my God, it's a mustache. <laughs> He's it going was to so bad. <laughs> and then he like, um, he went up to the, to the post office guy and, yeah. and like did his stuff without the mask. And the guy didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I had to go to the same guy, so I felt very uncomfortable knowing that there are probably some weird ass molecules in the air. But you know, I have my mask on, so I think I'm good. But that was my near death experience. <laughs> All right, I'm way too <laughs> exaggerated. I am a survivor. I had a similar experience um, <laughs> when I dropped off uh, an, an item that I had to send back. Uh, it's it's relating to the camera um that i have it which is it, it's insignificant it doesn't doesn't matter in the story but i had a similar experience <laughs> where i was standing in line and there was this um this like 30 year old with her little daughter and uh mm-hmm. she like she was in front of me they don't have a ticketing system in that one um so people just come out and some people just get really close to you and i'm like okay you got a mask on but just stay the fuck away from me. you don't have to come close and then mm-hmm. um, I was right behind her, a couple uh, meters away from her. And she turned around and she didn't have a, f- a mask on as well. I was like, ah, oh, 
here we go. <laughs> Got another white chick who doesn't believe in vaccines and masks. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> but uh, then she put it on right as she went up to the counter of the post office. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyways. You know, yeah. those people who, like, they walk in and then they put the mask on. I hate those kind of kinds of people. I, I look forward to the day when COVID is no longer a topic that uh, we have to discuss on this podcast because it influences our lives. Mm-hmm. But, um, maybe it is the last time, especially in my life directly, where I'm affected by it. What's beautiful is that we started this podcast r- right before COVID started. So <laughs> yes. you have been able to experience the whole whole thing with us. <laughs> well, hmm. I, I wouldn't say you should go back and listen to uh, those first few episodes. <laughs> They're like really quality episodes. But um, yes, uh, we did start this before, which is which is something exciting. Like it wasn't born out of mm-hmm. boredom or like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, mainly boredom for a lot of people, I'd say that they start a podcast. It was uh, something else. But uh, yeah, we got a few topics coming up in the show. We got trailer discussions for Zola, Black Widow and Space Jam and New Legacy. Later in the show, we'll be reviewing Shiva Baby and uh, the post COVID box office breaking Godzilla versus Kong. Um, if you want to skip around in the show, time codes are linked below in the show notes. Uh, now, before we get into the show, consider joining our Discord and the Patreon for some bonus content. Um, this week, we are actually starting a betting game on this year's Academy Awards. There's also a price involved, by the way. Uh, links to all those things are in the show notes as well. So uh, let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. So first up, we got uh, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Uh, Well, it's getting a bunch of sequels and it's moving um, from Lionsgate over to Netflix for (laughs) for I have to pause here for four hundred and sixty nine million dollars, which is which is that's 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 some that's a big bucks, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of money. Kind of the deal that was struck here involves uh, Ryan Johnson being able to um, make these movies. Uh, without any major notes from Netflix, as it usually is when Netflix does this, they kind of uh, give the money and and let the directors kind of have their free reign on their projects. There's only one condition, though. Daniel Craig has to star in both of the sequels that are scheduled to come out, and um, both have to have at least the budget of the original one, which was 40 million. Add that up, you got 80, <laughs> subtract that by the 469, and you still have a lot of money left so uh yeah it's a great deal for ryan johnson and daniel craig and any of the other producers involved because i feel like they got a lot of money moving into their own pockets uh right oh, yeah. there but uh yeah two more sequels of nice are coming to netflix um, you guys have any thoughts on that um not gonna lie i'm kind of excited about Knives Out was fun, so if these are not fun, I'm going to be sad. Yeah, so are you excited about them coming to Netflix or having a big budget? Or uh, what's your excitement um, relating to? Mm, the excitement, one of all, that I, one of all, first of all, that I do have a Netflix subscription. So I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to wait for you to pay for something so that I can watch it. That <laughs> is great. Yeah. And with Netflix, we we'll, might even see it earlier than anyone else. Um, because we can, we can get it early, you know, that is that is very exciting. <laughs> only reason i'm excited <laughs> for it as well yeah um and i think luckily you you saw a nice out as well right the original you've seen it too yes yes i have seen it 
and this makes me a little bit excited. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't really like Knives Out originally when it first came out. I saw it a second time and I think I liked it more the second time. Yeah. So getting sequels, I, I'm happy to watch D uh, Daniel Craig do that accent for another two movies. Yeah. I can definitely see that being entertaining enough for me. And if if it's still, I mean, he can just improve from there. He's got the budget to improve. He also has the budget to fail, but you know what? We won't say anything like that. <laughs> he just has a lot of money at the end of the day. He has a lot Who of cares? fucking money to play right? with. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw some people concerned that uh, uh, this is another lose for cinemas um, and it's Netflix. I, I, at this point, I think Netflix is, is such has such a power move. I mean, this is for sure a power move of uh, kind of taking something away from another smaller studio at this point, um, which I think, I mean, fair enough, because I think they they wanted to shoot this earlier in 2020, even they wanted to uh, like begin production, but then they couldn't with COVID and um, they grew more and more concerned about, well, if this hits cinemas, uh, does it even, ha even have the possibility of being such a huge hit at the f as the first one? I think the first one had a budget of 40 million and then made um, something like 330 million, if I'm not mistaken, which is a pretty good return on a movie like this. It's actually uh, mm. probably why they, uh, Netflix has, has so much um, faith in it. But um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we just want good movies and uh, it doesn't really matter to me where uh, they are releasing. Um, it's like a constant shift. You have to go with the times. Like, not everybody goes to the cinemas anymore. Like, I love going to the cinemas, but it's for, like, the majority of people, it's it's a hassle to, like, go out of your way to go somewhere to watch something when you could just watch it on your TV, right? Yeah. So you just have to go with the times. Go with the flow. Like for the majority of people, they don't they don't care about like a massive screen or audio or something. They just want to have a good time. Yeah. And that's sadly not that great for like production and production value and all of that. But it is what it is. It, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. I think the, the thing that you lose <laughs> the most is the collective experience in a cinema. And for me personally, mm. I've always been kind of a loner and there's there's just maybe three or four movies a year where I would enjoy having uh, a huge mass of people in there kind of cheering on and being excited. Otherwise, I just want everyone to shut the fuck up. So, yeah, to me, uh, I mean, the, the cinema experience when I'm sitting at home um, is kind of optimal because no one else is talking. <laughs> but uh, I guess moving on to a topic similar to the blending and, and the future of cinema is, uh, well, the success of Godzilla vs. Kong, which launched on HBO Max and in theaters um, on Wednesday, March 31st, I believe. And uh, yeah. Roughly three and a half, three point six million households watched uh, at least first five minutes of Godzilla vs Kong. Um, compared to Wonder Woman, um, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which brought in two point two million, and uh, the eight point two, you know, the, the one point eight million for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, well, that pr just proves that this latest movie, Godzilla vs Kong, is um yet to date the most successful HBO. Max launch, um, as well as Godzilla vs. Kong's theatrical run, is uh, nothing to be shy about. We're bringing in um, the biggest numbers since the start of the lockdown. And uh, in the US, domestically, it brought in over 50 
million uh, over the weekend, which was extended because they launched the movie on Wednesday and, uh, well, the numbers ran all the way up to Sunday. But still, um, it is a big hit at this point. And in the international market, it's still rivaled by some movies in China, um, ranking in third overall. Well, there's like two movies. Uh, one of them is called Hi Mom, and is that's currently sitting in 821 million. And then Detective. Wait, that's a real movie. Yeah, that's. I a- thought someone wrote that in there as a joke. <laughs> like I thought no. Kelly had re- had like written God to Lemus's King like, no. Hi Mom, and I was like, oh. He's gonna fuck up and he's gonna say hi, mom, and that's gonna be funny. But that's a that's part of this. That's part of this. That is, like you yeah, wrote that. Yeah, no, that's an actual movie. <laughs> oh yeah. fuck! Okay, that's an actual movie. That's the highest grossing uh, <laughs> movie of of twenty twenty. Um, twenty twenty one. I mean, um, yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> and then uh, Detective Chinatown Free is also a real movie with six hundred and eighty eight million. And then um, Godzilla vs Kong is trailing uh, a bit behind with uh, a few hundred million. Um, with 286 million, but it, that is still growing. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> China, China has been dominating. I think seven in the top 10 overall highest grossing movies internationally are Chinese. And th- there was some news as well that uh, China is pushing some of the cinemas to have uh, a certain uh, number met of like people in the audience uh, that go watch a movie. So it seems like China is yet yet again on it to push their numbers up uh, to make them seem um, like a bigger force than they actually are. They, at this point, I think they're, they're really set on dominating um, the entertainment business from the movie standpoint. But yeah, uh, excluding the Chinese film market um, and just coming back to Warner Bros., uh, what do you guys think? Uh, which Warner Bros. film has the potential to be uh, more successful than Godzilla vs. Kong? June? No, uh, well, no, maybe. Um, Matrix Four. Oh my God. Yeah, oh, there's a few. Looking a fourth right? one. <laughs> you didn't notice, <laughs> Kelly. We gotta, we gotta keep you the in the loop three. a bit more. Um, <laughs> uh, what else is there? Yeah. Comes in my, uh, is there a quiet? <laughs> isn't a quiet place too? Ah, uh, that's Paramount, Ooh. and that will go on to Paramount oh, Plus. Paramount. Uh, later on. Oh, that's why they. That's that. why they held it. That's why they held it Buckets. because they want to launch Paramount Plus. With, oh no, they did launch Paramount Plus, but it, it will come onto Paramount Plus anyway. I want to see that so bad. Oh my God. Uh, the Suicide Squad is another one that I think could be quite successful. But again, uh, it kind of depends on how long long we're talking because in the US, um, they are having, um, I think, pretty good experiences with uh, opening up capacity again, like uh, not just limited capacity, but making it more and more accessible, accessible for people to go back to cinemas. Um, so I think the numbers will inc- increase from uh, the US specifically. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. each movie um, later on will have an easier run with more people returning to the cinema, I assume. Um, but yeah, uh, my my big money would be on Suicide Space Squad. Space Jam and Suicide Squad would be very popular. Yeah. Because Space Jam is very beloved by a lot of people. So I can mm-hmm. see that being very... Maybe they, they watch the entire film, um, but an opening, sure. And I think I, I agree with you, Suicide Squad. If they get a really good marketing schedule out for this movie, like they I did with the original i reckon it'll be very successful oh yeah mm-hmm. oh, yeah uh speaking of marketing let's talk about a few new trailers and uh first up we got solar so uh this is a film that premiered at sundance 2020 and is now being distributed by a24 and the synopsis reads a waitress agrees to accompany an exotic dancer her put upon boyfriend and her mysterious and domineering um, roommates on a road trip to Florida to seek their fortune at a high-end strip club. 
Uh, the film releases on June 30th. Uh, and apparently the whole story comes from a Twitter thread. <laughs> uh, it's all real bizarre, but what did you guys think of Sola? The trailer actually looks pretty fun. Right? Yeah, I agree. So, like, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, like, visually, it's gonna be really pleasing. <laughs> visually, I got nothing against it, especially, um, there's, there's just a lot going on in the, that trailer alone, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from the people who've already seen it at Sundance, uh, there was quite a positive reception to it overall. So uh, I'm quite keen to check it out. Uh, Lachlan, do you have any thoughts on it? Um, well, the film's about an exotic dancer. Feminism. Feminism. <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeding him lines? Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's an A24 film. Of course I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah, yeah. I know for sure. That's Like, I saw A24. I was like, well, okay, fuck. I I guess I have to watch it now. (laughs) Like, I didn't, I don't care what it's going to be about. Like, they could literally, they could put out, like, a snuff piece and every single art student is going to watch it. They could put Mm -hmm. out, I don't know, they could shit on the Democrats in America and even the Democrats would be like, (laughs) yes, yes, I agree. I I agree. Like, you kind of got a point there. I got, I got, mm mm-hmm. A- yeah. <laughs> A24 has the whole world by its balls. <laughs> yeah. um, Pretty much. And people are just like, oh, watch your fucking movie, okay? Fuck, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got nothing to add on that. Um, I'm keen to watch Zola, uh, Zola when it comes out at the end of uh, June. All right, um, so <laughs> a few weeks ago, Lachlan, you and I were talking about uh, Disney's lackluster marketing um, for some of their upcoming movies. But it appears mm-hmm. they have heard uh, us and they dropped the final trailer for Black Widow that releases on July uh, 9 in cinemas and on Disney Plus uh, with the hefty fee of another 30 bucks probably. Um, mm. But yeah, what did you make of the trailer? Uh, well, obviously, uh, I just want everyone to just say thank you to me for Bringing it forcing up. Disney mm-hmm. to release a new trailer. Yeah, good on and you. And they were like, oh, fuck, shit. Wait, we should listen to this guy, eh? Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, you're welcome. Um, the trailer added a couple extra things, which mm-hmm. was nice, um, but nothing too crazy. Um, but if this is the final trailer, it just means there's there's nothing else coming out about it. it unless you're like us who follow this kind of news, you're going to kind of, or if you go to a movie theater and you see it as an ad, you're going to miss this. So mm-hmm. it's not until this is going to be like straight to Disney Plus or VOD, whatever you want to say, released, that it's going to get popular. I don't think it's going to be a super big success, unfortunately. Yeah, but I, I don't remember a lot of trailers for like um Godzilla versus Kong and maybe maybe I just didn't see it but I saw a lot more marketing for it though than I than I do of um uh what's it called Black Widow yeah. I definitely I've definitely seen more marketing material for Godzilla than I have of Black Widow in saying that though I did see a trailer for Black Widow when I went and saw King Kong mm-hmm. but that's the first thing that I've seen for that movie since you know yonks ago I think because there there are still these uh, Disney MCU TV shows, I think the interest for uh, MCU projects is still kind of high at the moment. Um, so I, I do think that a lot of people will see this film. Um, I don't know if the, the interest will be as up there as it was with like Captain Marvel or anything like that. But I mean, um, the trailer was kind of crazy, right? <laughs> like uh, she she is just, she she is not superhuman. She doesn't have super strength, but she's like, flying through the sky without a parachute. Just, I was just like, okay, this is a bit 
it's a bit over the top, right? With with her kind of uh, story, but I was like, okay, I, I guess we're going for this. And um, we saw a little bit more of Taskmaster, I believe, uh, which will be the bad guy in this. And um, I think he's he's a really cool, or she, he or she is a really cool antagonist uh, with her ability to kind of mimic and adapt to the fighting styles. Um, if done right, I think that's that's a really fun um, villain. Um, but yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just I don't know I don't know Kelly if you have anything to say about it because I don't think you are uh, that into the MCU. Wait, oh yeah, I was gonna ask you meant MCU? No, I <laughs> I don't think I've I've seen like anything. I think like Marvel DC I've barely seen any of that so which is a it's a a beautiful contrast I actually like that because pop culture is so ingrained and involved in MCU and DC it's great when uh, you have someone who just who loves the minaris of the film world you know and and that's that's kind of their jam you know what I have seen I've seen Ant-Man you have seen Ant-Man that is crazy yeah (laughs) that's a a weird one to have seen because it's so random (laughs) but it's he's the funny little guy He's the funny little guy. He shrinks and then he punches people with a lot of force. Mm -hmm. That's his shtick. And I like it. Let's move on to the uh, last trailer for today. And um, yeah, it is Space Jam, a new legacy. Or as many have been calling it online, Ready Player 2. Uh, yeah, the movie releases on HBO Max and in cinemas on July 16. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I think I commented on this last podcast that I was on two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear my thoughts, go back there. But I don't know what Lachlan thought of it. Um, I'm when I I'm not a big uh, fan of the original. As in, as in, I like the original. I'm just not super crazy about it. It's just not something that I'm hella interested in, I guess. Um, but the amount of fucking references in Space Jam 2, uh, the trailer at least, uh, yeah, I agree. It's Ready Player 2. Right? They also got the Iron Giant even, which was part yeah. of Spielberg's Ready Player 1 as well. But it with looks LeBron so James, that's the difference. Right? It's, it's like such it, a like weird choice. Right. Like if they put LeBron James in Ready Player One, that's Space Jam, a new legacy. That That's what it is. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's technically, it's not like, you know, it's a sequel, but it's not like Space Jam 2, it's Space Jam, a new legacy. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure in the original, it was just Looney Tune characters. Yeah. Or at mm-hmm. least in that kind of world. But now it's everything that is under the fucking, uh, like under the, yeah. under the, um, umbrella of, of overlord. Yeah. Uh, umbrella is the best by putting it uh, of that company so yeah um it's yeah, just, I, dude, I can just see the Warner Bros. execs rubbing their hands like, ooh, so many IPs in this. So many references. It's probably going to be super messy because of it. Just because they don't have a focus on anything. It's just like, let's just let's take a little bit of this. You know what? Actually, let's just dump it all in. Let's just do everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could I just think. be a really yeah. straightforward story. Uh, but still, that is just then... Um, just Space Jam um, again and I don't think uh, as Lachlan like I, I didn't I wasn't a big fan of Space Jam the original um, but mm-hmm. here it's just uh, seems it's like even more unfocused and all over the place which might be fun for kids but I think even for kids that don't get the references it is just kind of random uh, so we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see when it comes out it comes out fairly soon I mean we got a couple big releases in, in July then at the end of 
uh, June, we got Solar, then we got uh, Black Widow, and then uh, straight after Space Jam. So um, crowded summer, hopefully, like it usually is uh, with blockbusters coming out. Um, but let's have a look at this week's new releases. Um, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer take on Bad Guys in the Netflix original on Friday, April 9 in Thunder Force. Also releasing on the same day in cinemas is Voyages uh, from the director of Divergent and Limitless is a sci-fi with the guy from Ready Player One, um, another guy from Dunkirk, and Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp. So where could it possibly fail? Anyways, so let's move on to what we've been watching. Uh, we'll switch it up today with a review first for a movie that we all watched this week, um, Shiva Baby. And I'll read the synopsis uh, first. A college student attends a family Shiva where she is accosted by her relatives, outshined by her ex-girlfriend and face-to-face -face with her sugar daddy and his family. So uh, how did you guys feel watching this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how you watched it and you were like, Callie, I know you're going to like this. Yes. Please watch it. Yes. I was like, okay, what's it going to be about? <laughs> and I opened it up in the first scene is a sex scene i was like okay yeah that makes sense okay yeah <laughs> well i wasn't okay. okay that must that wasn't my train of thought but okay well i guess i guess now i know if there's an opening scene with sex i got your no. attention i got your zoomer well, attention okay i thought that's the reason why you recommended it to me because immediately i was like <laughs> yes you and this is a great recommendation <laughs> And you didn't even bother to watch oh, the rest okay. because you're like, great movie, right. 10 out of 10, I, had sex in the beginning. I just watching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The great finisher at the start. Nice. <laughs> I really like the buildup of it. Of yeah. Of how you kind of see her with the sugar daddy and you don't really know what's going on. She's just attending this thing. And then she's like, oh, wait. And then you're like, oh, wait. And then the old girlfriend shows up and you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that yeah. makes, oh, okay. And it just keeps getting worse. Right, it perpetually gets, you get thrown into <laughs> moments that are a bit overwhelming for you as a viewer and for uh, the main character. And uh, that's just, mm -hmm. that's just my type of movie. Like I, I saw a lot of people draw comparisons, uh, I, myself as well, to Uncut Gems, um, the way it flows and the way it's like all up in the faces of people uh, with, with like the camera as well. It's a lot of close-ups mm -hmm. and um, like an almost claustrophobic feel of how they, they use a simple space uh, in that like pretty much uh, for, for, for the majority of the movie, we are at this at the Shiva in this um, in this suburban house. But yeah, Lachlan, uh, what did you think of Shiva Baby? It was awesome. Uh, I agree. I, I really liked how claustrophobic it was the entire time. And it definitely builds up to have a big release. As in, like it builds, 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 and then there's a release. And then it builds up significantly quicker in the last 30 minutes of the movie, mm -hmm. 20 yeah. minutes of the movie. Because um, there's that release with the her and someone else. Um, and then it... Wink. Wink. <laughs> And then it all shit hits the fan. So I, I again, uh, I remember when you told me about it, Ewan, mm -hmm. and I quickly searched it up and I saw it was an hour and 20 minutes and I went, fuck yes. I like movies that are super short and right. get a lot going for it. And that's what it was. It was a hundred and, what was it? No, it was 77 minutes Yeah. of great, fun, uh, orgasmic. <laughs> 
by tension, sugar daddy, daddy, actual dad and mum, shiver, uh, a lot of old people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of whispers. A lot of judging, that person mm-hmm. as well. Whispering, um, a rabbi, a child. Uh, babysitting. Um, babysitting, <laughs> uh, blue balls, um, everything. Everything. Was, everything you was, want in a movie. <laughs> but, but not taking the piss out of it, it was a really fun, enjoyable movie. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I really liked it. See, another thing that is really yeah, interesting, um, the director, Emma Seligman, she just graduated film school and uh, she made a little short as a final, uh, which was called Shiver Baby, which was basically kind of, a, well, I guess, kind of an appetizer for uh, a feature-length film. And then she made it. And I think she's she's around the same age as we are, maybe a little bit older. So it's it's really inspiring Stop. to see someone. Um, she's, she's really young, I think. Um, and it's really inspiring to see someone uh, have their directorial debut and make it this fucking good. Uh, like the, the even the short that she made that came out, I think, in 2018 is, is great as well. And it just builds on um, everything that she had there. And uh, a great cast as well. Gotta say the performances from, from the lead. Uh, great. All, all, everyone all around. Just, um, yeah. I was just overwhelmed, I gotta say, by the movie and by everything surrounding it. Um, to me, it is like a 9 out of 10. It was like one of my favorite films from last year. And it will be one of my favorites from this year because I... I managed to uh, catch it at Newfest last year. Uh, watch it again for today. And uh, just a lot of fun. So go check it out. It should be available on VOD right now. She is bisexual and Jewish. Is it autobiographical? Oh, she's 26. She's 26. Sick. She's got five years on me. That's fine. <laughs> you still got five Technically years. Technically can't be a sugar daddy, but... <laughs> I, I wish her all the um, success and luck in the future. I think she she has a really promising um, directing career in front of her. If like this is the For first sure. thing she puts out, uh, it's really impressive. And it's my kind of film. Like that, this is what I really enjoy. Um, small spaces, lots of character moments, and uh, like not a lot of action. Um, sexual tension, even great, great. Like we couldn't couldn't uh, have it any better for me any <laughs> concluding thoughts from you guys um i would really like a bagel right now <laughs> mm. okay Put some what, what kind on of it. what kind of bagel cream cheese on locks mm, okay. or avocado avocado. I like avocado yeah yeah i i swear to god i've had like an avocado a day for like two weeks now and it's messing me up but it's so good oh do you have an allergy for avocados or is it just too much avocado no, my body is just like it's can just like... we please take a break from avocados and okay, i'm okay. like no <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you do you uh so yeah that uh wraps it up for shiva baby go check it out uh we all loved it and um yeah hopefully we'll get to cover another movie with um, Rachel Senator from Emma Seligman um, yeah in the future but yeah let's move on to what we've been uh, watching and uh, let's start off with you Kelly what, what have you been watching I think I haven't been on in so long that I watched a lot of stuff so I watched Mulan did I tell you about that the, the new one the new one yeah yeah it was okay yeah we, sh- we shit um, on it quite a bit because uh, yeah. you know I, I also watched a lot of Japanese stuff again. I don't remember half of it. Um, I watched, which was actually really surprising. I watched this, like for the Iranian film class that I'm in. Um, I watched Utopia by, fuck, oh, his name gets me. Oh, yeah, time. yeah, no. It is, was it the, the like stand-up thing, the performance? Is that one? Or am I, are, we t- are we talking about something no, it's, completely different? Okay, I'm thinking of something else it's, by it's, David Byrne or something like that. So it's from Sotap Shahid Seles from 1983 called Utopia. It's a three hour long movie 
and I watched all of it like concentrated like it was it was good it was a good one um the letterbox it has 360 it says that 360 people have watched it 360 and I yeah oh wow that's not a lot yeah 360 people but it's like a three-hour movie about um like five women in a whorehouse essentially uh, in Berlin in the 80s and it's it's really cool actually and I'm writing a paper on that so I also watched Moxie which mm. Yeah, I don't. I think you liked it. Uh, I think it was okay. You thought it was okay. It was a bit misguided, yeah. in my opinion, <clears throat> with the focus. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do a, a, a bit too much uh, in in its yeah. story, I'd say. But yeah. yeah. But otherwise, um, yeah, I was watching stuff for the Oscars, so I saw hmm. Marwini's Black Bottom, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, and The Father. Nice. Yeah, I'm the looking forward to our uh, Oscar episode when we'll talk about um, our movies a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you've been uh, you wanted to share what do you watch Kelly that was it well thank you very much and uh, yeah Lachlan what have you been up to uh, I have been up to nothing I passed my time to Ewan <gasps> what <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer as tribute <laughs> all he all right. watched was hentai so he can't share all right, that no no cutting mm, cutting right here Kelly no not talking about that all right uh, well <laughs> thank you for your time uh, I won't take up too much of it I hope. Um, but I, I did catch uh, two new movies. Um, I watched Coded Bias, which I missed last year at the Zurich Film Festival. Fortunately, it dropped on Netflix this week, to my surprise. And to sell you on it real quick, it's basically um, similar to The Social Dilemma, but it's not dog shit. That's the biggest difference. And um, it is about the flaws of facial recognition technology and the dangers of machine learning. And it follows a group of women in the US and the UK who challenged the government to uh, put the first ever legislation into place regarding the bias in algorithms. And it's just a great doc all around. Go check it out. Um, basically, it's like uh, someone who is uh, darker skin, who's black, uh, doesn't get recognized as well by facial recognition services. And that um, creates a lot of bias when the police is using it or like in, in London, for example, there's like cameras everywhere and the police is using it all the time um, to uh, like, yeah, uh, to like search people and shit. And um, it, it takes a great look at that. So I definitely recommend everyone go check out Coded Bias on Netflix. Next up, we got another movie streaming on Netflix right now, Bad Trip. Um, now, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Eric Andre, but I have never seen a stand-up from him and I'm not a big fan of prank shows, except I guess when they're done really well with Borat. But this didn't really hit home <laughs> for me because what I, what I read online is that uh, Eric Andre is like this super over the top kind of guy. And the movie is also that. And I think it, it just didn't really work for me. But I, I saw a lot of people enjoying um, it. So if you are into pranks, go check that one out. Uh, it might just be um, for you. But uh, moving on from a film with Eric Andre as the lead to one where he's probably in the worst scene of the movie. Uh, of course, I'm talking about pop star Never Stop Never Stopping with Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island crew. Has anyone else uh, seen this one? No. You have, have you heard of it? I haven't it? even heard of it. No. That's interesting because I think it is kind of a bit of a um, uh, something that is a bit underrated. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have oh. seen it. And it's just like... I think I've seen the poster. I think I've seen the poster. Yeah, it's like this mockumentary on um, the documentaries on... Uh, 
on these pop stars. And uh, <laughs> it is really funny. It brings in a lot of cameos, a lot of people from the music industry as well. And it, I, again, it's really over the top, but I had a lot of fun with it. And I recommend everyone go check it out, you know. Uh, but Is it on yeah. Netflix? Uh, it might be oh, in some places. Oh, okay. I am not sure. I didn't watch it on Netflix. I uh, also finished um, Breaking Bad, finally. And I, I gotta say, once again, it, it, the finale to Breaking Bad, of course, no spoilers here, but Felina and the, uh, the last three episodes leading up to the finale are just some of the best TV I have ever seen. Um, and then El Camino was also, like, a, a, a dangerous move from Vince Gilligan uh, going back to a story that had, like, the perfect conclusion. Um, so, and, and they did a pretty good job with it, so... Uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, I've been talking about it for weeks now. Really, go go watch it. And I started Better Call Saul, uh, so um, looking forward to watching that series as well. All right, thank you for your time, Lachlan, that added the bonus two minutes to my clock. And uh, <laughs> that wraps up what we've been watching. And also, um, Kelly's time on the show this week, uh, because, well, she didn't watch Big Monkey Punch the other... What, what is Godzilla? Big, uh, big, big Monkey Hit Big Crocodile. Big Monkey um, Hit Big Crocodile, I like fight, that. Fight in the City, Punch Punch. Punch Punch Explosion. Yeah, you didn't watch that, although yes. your input... We, we've been missing a lot, as we uh, noticed right now. You got a lot of good input there <laughs> for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I am the reviewer for the ordinary person, the person who doesn't understand the things that you guys are saying. So uh, here's my review for Godzilla versus King Kong, whatever the title is. This is the review for the ordinary person. Uh-huh. Big monkey hit big crocodile, big boom in city. Um, big fight battle. Very good. Go watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly. All right. Uh, um, yeah, we'll see oh you next God. week again. <laughs> this is going to be on the internet forever. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now time for the sophisticated review. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get the fuck out, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> she actually left. Oh, All right, bye. She actually left. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Lachlan, so it's just the two of us now. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Godzilla versus Kong. First up, Lachlan, would you be kind enough to um, sum up the movie for us? I know Kelly did it already, but... Fuck, she just did a really good job right? of follow up to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. After... After watching King Kong take on a bunch of humans and a couple of skull crawlers and also watching uh, Godzilla in it, two separate films taking on three plus another bad guy so four other big giant monsters actually three at one time i should point that out as well um we're expected to believe that kong would be able to handle himself against a big fuck off lizard so what happens is that (laughs) kong even though he has opposable thumbs is a fucking idiot who has a fucking axe and doesn't know how to fucking use it and godzilla can shoot lasers so yeah i don't know that's the fucking summary of the film (laughs) millie bobby brown is in it uh her dad's story arc is trash um other than that yeah i don't know what else i shouldn't and should not spoil i don't know we'll, we will go about this in a way that uh maybe will spoil uh, certain things but also maybe not that much so be, be warned uh there might be some spoilers for the movie where big laser punches big monkey um i don't think you should take it too seriously 
Uh, there's, there's one thing that m maybe people will care about uh, later on that would be regarded uh, a spoiler. We'll stay off for that for now. I will we'll touch on it later. But uh, yeah, just be warned, there might be some slight spoilers ahead. I gotta say, this movie has been received pretty okay. Uh, Letterboxd has currently a 3.1 on IMDb, 6.6, .6, and on Metacritic, uh, 59. So pretty um, evenly spread out all across uh, all these different platforms. And um, yeah, Lachlan, uh, how did you like Godzilla vs. Kong? Did you enjoy yourself? I did. So never in my, in my right mind would I put this in my top 10 uh, best made films of the year. Yeah. But I will put this on possibly my top 10 most entertaining films of the year. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's just pure entertainment and that's how i think it's become really successful is that we as a society we live in a society <laughs> um <laughs> <All right. laughs> movies don't have to be super in-depth for them to be popular mm -hmm. marvel movies are a perfect example of that and i think that's what we've been craving we haven't been to the movies in a long time to be entertained this movie is pure entertainment so this came out Funnily enough, at the most perfect time, uh, because people want to be entertained right now. They've had a shit year. They want to go back to the movies. They want to do and and they want to go to the movies and be entertained. And that's what this film is. It's entertainment. And that's why I liked it. Yeah. I feel um, similarly about it. I got to give it props for just being a big blockbuster movie with a lot of people working on it. Um, a lot of great effects, I got to say. Some of the best effects I've ever seen in a monster flick. Um, I don't know if we've ever seen anything um, to this scale with... I, uh, well, at least not with King Kong and Godzilla, for sure. Uh, maybe in other Marvel or DC films, but this was a really big movie when it came to the uh, the action uh, set pieces. And, uh, well, compared to the rest of the Warner Bros. Monster Wars, where do you think this, this would rank for you? Uh, probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think that's a bit of a hard one. I, I did watch Kong, Kong Skull Island. I do like Kong Skull Island a lot. I thought <laughs> I thought it was all right. It, it was really silly and um, focused a bit too much on the humans. I think they did that better in this one, where the humans did have a storyline. They did have an impact overall on the story. It, it wasn't just, uh, at the end of the day, just a waste of space and time. But the big scenes and the big moments were still uh, just Godzilla and Kong, which is a, a great move. I haven't seen the uh, 2014 Godzilla, I think it is. Uh, I've only seen when he fought against these other big monsters. And um, that one was pretty fun, but I'd say this one is probably my favorite out of the, what is it, the Monster Wars, I believe? I guess uh, let's talk about the, the, well, we kind of called it. Didn't we say that um, like the plot for the movie would be, well, first up fight uh, Zilla versus Kong, and then Godzilla would win, and then second time uh, Kong would win, and third time they would have to go up against something else. Right, but I guess I was wrong there because the second fight did didn't really uh, conclude in a way where it was it, well it wasn't Godzilla didn't uh, Godzilla kind of stomped <laughs> Kong in the second one. Uh, what what I always think is 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 crazy in these movies is that they don't shy away from all the damage that they cause to cities. They just wreck oh, through yeah. the cities, right? And that's really exciting to see. Uh, well, obviously, yeah, the first fight. Well, Zilla won, but only because human interference. So it was kind of unfair. Yeah. And then even though the second fight that they had was, it was, it, they, they fought again, uh, Zilla won. So Godzilla won. He is the, he is the king of the monsters, but. Right. Yeah. I guess they have more respect for each other now um, because even though they're, you know, both kings, 
they can still respect each other, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. D- I, I don't think they were trying to get anything super deep out of no, them, no. not fighting and killing each other, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought that how simple the plot was was actually something that I, well, I, I kind of liked that they were like, okay, so there's um, Godzilla and... <laughs> They made it like a bracket when they visually explained it. Like, okay, Kong has <laughs> defeated these guys and Godzilla has defeated these guys. So uh, they are both the most uh, powerful being currently alive. So naturally, they would have to box it out now to decide who's the big boss. <laughs> it's, just, mm. it's, it's just really dumb and silly, but it's also really fun to, to look at it that way. And uh, yeah, and then... What did you think of, of the human story? There were a few storylines. Uh. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't realize it was um, Alexander Skarsgård until uh, after the movie when I was scrolling through my my phone and I was like, oh, fuck, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, which gets me excited for two things because I know that he's in, uh, I think it's called The the Norseman that the, it's coming out later on. Yeah. Um, uh, the, oh, sorry, The the Northman. It's uh, Robert Eggers' new film coming out. Right, yeah. Um, which uh, I'm excited for that. So that's the only reason I got excited because I, I clicked on his profile and I saw that was in post-production. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's soon. But yeah, look, the human story, what's his name? Um, Julian Dennison. He's the, uh, the, the, the kid, yeah. The, the, the New Zealand, New Zealand kid. kid, yeah. He's there for comic relief and none of the comedy lands in this movie. It is atrociously written. Uh, none of the comedy works. Um, then you've got uh, Millie Bobby Brown and her dad's storyline, which is not there. Um, got that guy and his daughter, the, 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 the big bad and his daughter, and they both die. So <laughs> this, there's just no plot for the humans. No, it's, no. They're just there to advance. They're just there to push Godzilla and King Kong f- into a ring with each other. That's pretty much their entire storyline. Basically, the only relevant storyline is uh, the one with, uh, I guess, wait, what's her name? Isa Gonzalez. She's the daughter of uh, the, what's his name? I don't, I don't even know. Um, the bad guy in this, the, the quote, what well, I guess the quote unquote bad guy who now big spoiler alerts makes Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> that was kind of the only plotline that was relevant to the overall story that they made this Mecha Godzilla. Mm. And I think they they need a kind of this essence from this weird portal space that they travel to. It, it it got real weird when they had that parallel universe where Godzilla was able to jump around. I I didn't get any of that. I don't know what the fuck was going on. It was real trippy for for a few minutes there. (laughs) And um, yeah, ultimately, it it is just um, different set pieces uh, to kill time before they punch each other again. And I think that is totally fine for uh, the movie that it is. And um, well, I guess, unfortunately, there's not a lot to talk about, you know, when it's just an action movie other than, um, well, big action, big fun. Um, Go enjoy it. If cinemas are open, I think this is a great experience and it's safe. Uh, of course, uh, it's a great experience to go see this with uh, a few mates of yours and with the rest of the cinema. I think you'll have a good time. Is there anything else you want to see from uh, kind of this universe? Where do you think um, they will go next? Show me some more monsters. I don't know. Take it into space. Involve some aliens. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> that would be King fun. Kong in space. I'm keen. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to see where they King go. King Kong and a mission on Mars. They just punch through space and they like obliterate whole planets. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking punch Mercury into each other. <laughs> yeah, Jesus just go Christ. full on over the top. Yeah, I, I don't really know where they where they go from this because the way that they set it up, they kind of killed all the monsters, didn't they? Uh, despite like these two. Yeah, but they can always come up with new ones. So yeah, that is that is completely true. Uh, they 
will come up with something uh, fairly soon. Um, all right, Lachlan, do you have, do we have anything else to add here to talk about? I really don't have much. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, see? laughs> so it's great that we had a a review beforehand uh, about a movie that we maybe had a little bit more to talk about than um, mm. here. But uh, yeah, uh, Godzilla vs Kong is currently streaming on HBO Max for uh, well until the end of April, and it's playing in cinemas wherever cinemas are open. Um, so go check it out if you're interested. And I think if you've liked Kong Skull Island or uh, the previous Godzilla film. Uh, you'll get a lot out of this because you can just ignore the dumb human story. And um, yeah, we didn't talk about the little kid with the connection to Kong. I guess that was that, that's another thing that I quickly want to touch on because it, it is a bit odd. Uh, <laughs> I think that they quick uh, they 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 mentioned that um well all the natives after Skull Island they got wiped out by the they, did. they just all they just all died and apparently this is the only kid that survived and she has for some reason a connection to Kong. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess you don't come into a Godzilla and Kong film for the plot or like to, for it to make logical sense. You are there for the big punches, which I guess is, is why my rating might be a bit lower than it is for a lot of other people, because I'm not, I'm not like that big an action fan. Um, I can, I can, I can enjoy myself, but, uh, I do need a little bit more there, but, uh, yeah, Lachlan, where would you rate, uh, where would you land on a rating? I give her a five out of 10. But again, you said that, uh, maybe your enjoyment level would be higher than that. It's just the overall. Oh yeah. For the yeah, film, yeah. Right? If I have to incorporate everything, five out of 10, if I have to incorporate what it's like as a movie. I'd give it a three or a four. Yeah. If I have to give it entertainment level, I'd give it six or a seven, but averages out to a five. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds great. I, I landed on a four out of ten. Um, but if I had to put it like entertainment, I'd probably land on a on a six as well. Um, so go check it out if yeah, if you are just overdue for some big action, uh, you'll definitely get it out of this movie. So uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of today's show. Next week we'll take a close look and deep dive into box office history. In the meantime, you can join our public Discord. Uh, we do raffles there. We have a film club. And um, as I previously mentioned before, we are doing a betting game on the Academy Awards uh, this week. So come on over and participate in all the fun. You can also join our Patreon. Uh, for two bucks a month, you become a first AD, uh, which gives you access to our Patreon exclusive show called The Drunk Cast. And uh, you also get uh, heaps of other bonus content there. So go check it out if you are interested. Um, you can follow us on our socials. They are linked below as well. Uh, we got a Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And if you f- want to follow us on our personal socials, they are also linked below in the show notes. So uh, yeah, you can find us um, in the interwebs. So uh, yeah, that's a wrap. So uh, we'll see you next week with the box office breakdown. Well, that wraps us up. We'll see you next week. Sayonara. <laughs>